Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis, and welcome to our first bonus episode. Today, we have on the perfect guest for Valentine's Day, and I can't wait for you to meet her. Today on Martinis and Bikinis, we have on the breakup expert, your shoulder to cry on, and someone to pick you back up from rock bottom, the one and the only Kendra Allen, aka your breakup bestie. Kendra started Breakup Bestie on Instagram after a horrific, gut-wrenching breakup of her own in 2015. She started being asked advice from women that she knew on how she handled it and got through it. She gathered so much amazing advice, writing prompts, books, songs, and during that process, she loved being able to turn it around and help others. So giving advice and helping others was such a key part of her own healing process and healed her to the point where she is now. After looking back at the lack of breakup help online, she wanted to start something that would teach other people how to survive, heal, and thrive through their breakups. So Kendra, how are we? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to be on talking to you. I know. It's so funny. We actually met. How long ago was that? I know. It's actually like, it's like almost three and a half years ago, which is so crazy. COVID was just such like a time suck, but like I, yeah, it's been like three and a half years, I think. That's insane. So I went on a health and wellness retreat, like completely out of the blue in 2019. And I just graduated college. I think I was the youngest person there. (laughs) And yeah. And it was so amazing because I was surrounded by so many like independent entrepreneurial women. And it was in Mexico. It was called Camp Conscious. And Kendra was like the event director, like literally put on the whole show. It was amazing. Yeah. I just got to meet some really cool women, including you. So it was so fulfilling. And I'm so happy that we're having this full circle moment right now. I know. And I love, I mean, we'll, you know, get into it, but I feel like you and I had like a very special connection. And so it's been so nice to keep in touch and then come on your show. 100%. And then I saw you in DC recently because you were talking on a panel at the Smithsonian about breakups and like the future of dating and things like that. How is that? I'm interested in hearing more about it. I mean, like even just hearing you say that, I'm like, oh my God, I spoke at the Smithsonian. It's like, when I saw that email come in, I was like, is this a mistake? I like, is this, (laughs) is there like another Smithsonian? It was so amazing to go into that established of a space and like, and talk about breakups. And it was so cool because we had like a sex expert, there was a dating expert and then a breakup expert. And we kind of just like looked into a future of like, what's dating going to look like? What are relationships going to look like in the future? So it was just like a very fun, like... It was an incredible thing for me where I was like, I, if you told me I would sneak at the Smithsonian when I started this little Instagram account in 2017, I would have been like, you're insane. That was like absolutely so cool. I remember going around telling my friends after we met up, like, oh my gosh, my friend is speaking at the Smithsonian. And then they were all like wanting to buy tickets. It was sold out. And like, it was just so cool. I was like super proud and had a, had a proud mom moment. Thank you. (laughs) Even though I had been living in DC for maybe like, I don't even know how long, maybe like three years then. So like, that was like the coolest thing to like ever happen. I was like, I feel like I know a celebrity. (laughs) And it's funny because you feel like you would see like politicians or like whoever all the time and get like starstruck and you're just like, you don't even really see those people ever. So yeah, you were my first DC celebrity. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm honored. That was my first time to DC too. Oh my gosh. So cool. Okay. So I want to get into like the roots. So like, where are you from? Let's go back. Let's start there. 
Yeah. So I'm from Orange County, California, which is just south of LA. Born and raised, still live here, have not gone far, which if you know, like, it's very hard to leave this place. So I'm from there. I went to college at USC in LA. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs, for sure. My dad started his first business when he was like 14. And, you know, just started, you know, had businesses his whole life. Uh, I have three older brothers, two of which own their own businesses. And so it was really like in... I was like the kid that did the lemonade stands. And I feel really lucky, especially looking back now, like how I came from a family that if you said, I have this idea, it wasn't like no, you have to go work a job. Like you have to do things traditionally. It was it was never like that. Like when we were touring colleges, my dad was always like, do you have an entrepreneurship program? Because like, that's where my daughter needs to be. And I've always been in like, I'd say like a coaching kind of space. I was in like a wellness coaching. I actually started my first business with, of all people, an ex-boyfriend, a horrible ex-boyfriend. <laughs> no yeah. But oh I started... God. I dated this guy who was a personal trainer and he started teaching fitness classes at like companies. It was like the beginning of corporate wellness. This was like 2009. Wow. Um, So we decided to like start a business around that. And so that was like my first kind of business that I started and the relationship fell apart. Thank God. And then I actually (laughs) continued the business for a little bit after we broke up. And Good for you. I love that. It was <laughs> It was very much out of spite in a lot of ways because he told me I couldn't do it without him. And so, yeah, so I'd say like not like very much natural born entrepreneur, thanks to a fam- you know, a really rad family and have really that's I think where everything started. Yeah, I love how you just like took control. And I'm like, I know this maybe isn't like the healthiest thing ever, but I'm like a big believer in like prove them wrong. And oh yeah. I love that you just like took it and you were like, I'm going to make this even better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's like, sure, some of that can be, but sometimes it's like harness the fuel that you have. If you know you're competitive, yeah, harness exactly. that in some way. Like, yeah, it would be great if we could all have like super pure intentions on why we do everything. But <laughs> at the end of the day, like I think some really great things were born out of spite or revenge or wanting to prove someone wrong. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So now you have Breakup Bestie. And I love that it's not like a quick fix business. It's not like, oh, get over your ex or like how to get them back. Because I remember I went through like a really awful breakup in college. And it was like kind of one of those gut-wrenching breakups where I felt like the world was ending. And... I like was looking everywhere. I'm like, how do I get him back? Like, what do I do? And now looking back on that, I feel so silly. But I totally did the same thing. (laughs) And that's what I love about what you created because you created an outlet to like empower people and like kind of give them a space to be secure in their own skin, not necessarily be like, I have to have this person to make me complete. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, that was a big gap that I saw. I'll never forget. Like I looked at like, I think it was Pinterest for like breakup stuff. And there was so much of like how to get your ex back and like how to get revenge on your ex and just all of these things, which at one point, like I a thousand percent would have paid a lot of money to do that. And that's what makes me really sad is like, there are still a lot of these businesses that are preying on people who are would love to have their ex back and would do anything to make that happen. But I really wanted... I think it's like two things. One, after I went through that really bad breakup in 2015 and like for the first time ever took control of my healing in that way, 
I realized like how powerful it is to actually be able to navigate a breakup in a healthy way. And I was like, I want other people to experience this because it did provide me with this really big sense of freedom. And I also wanted... It's just so crazy to me that like breakups aren't more talked about because I always say like, I want to bring credit to breakups because they are so powerfully destructive. And I just feel like as a society, it's like, okay, you can mourn in the beginning. You can like get your Ben and Jerry's and, you know, and then you're expected to start dating again. You're expected to just like be over it in a certain amount of time, which I think is so unfair. So I love both like showing people that breakups are not the end of the world, but you're also very valid in all of your experiences and your emotions and how difficult it is to go through a breakup. Definitely. I always send my friends that are going through a breakup your profile and they always just come back and say, thank you so much. Like I did not realize how much I needed Kendra. And I think it just goes to show how talented you are. And I remember whenever you first told me about your business, you're just like, yeah, I like figured out that I was actually really good at giving like breakup advice to my friends. And I was like, yeah, this just doesn't exist online. So I'm glad that you saw a problem and then like you made a business to fix it, which is so cool. Yeah. And actually like in hindsight, and I think I've really more figured this out in like the last year or so, but I mean, you know this about me, but I got sober really young. I I was 21 and just like comparing the experience, which obviously they're different experiences, but like comparing the experience of getting sober where like I said, I needed help my parents are like, jump into action. Like, let's get you into a treatment program. Like, and then it was like, friends are like, how can we help? Can we drive you to meet it? You know, it was just like all hands on deck. And there was books and special therapists and special programs and different music. There was just so many resources and so much support. And then when it comes to like, I'm going through a breakup, the friend is like, okay, should like, do you want me to come out? It's just like, there's nothing out there like that. And I really think without actually being super conscious of it, I think I really wanted to create more of the environment that there is when someone wants to get sober for someone that's going through a breakup. Yeah. I love how those kind of exist in harmony for you because... They do. I have, yeah. I have a lot of friends that, you know, maybe they have a mutual friend that is going through a breakup and it gets to a point where they just like don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. And... I'm glad that there's resources like you so that those people never feel alone. But going back to sobriety, I know that's kind of like what we bonded over at Camp Conscious because my family has a history of alcoholism and addiction. And that was something that I remember like coming to you and like asking you more about because like, I think I was like just curious about it and... I had been in college and like just wasn't like in my best mental state. Like I had lost my dad at the end of high school. And then I had unfortunately lost my nephew to addiction in college. And I think I just like kind of drowned myself in alcohol to like try and cope. And like hearing your story was like so empowering and interesting because you ended up meeting your husband in AA too, right? Yeah. 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 If you want to like, just give us like a little brief overview of like your sobriety and like that whole journey and like meeting your husband and all of that, I think that would be super cool for the listeners. Yeah. So I always like start by telling my sobriety. I mean, I think it's really cool. Like in our society now, there's like this big sober curious movement and like people are really just examining like, does alcohol serve me? Yes or no. But I do always say like, I have nothing against drinking. Like, I think if you can do it 
enjoyably and it like adds value to your life and all of that. Like, I think like go for it. For me, I, it was just like very apparent when I first started drinking that it was very problematic. The best way I can state it is like, I just never had an off switch. Once I started drinking, like I just could not stop. And I, you know, ended up in the hospital a few times and just like had these like really bad consequences. I was like, I almost always blacked out when I drank. I just like could not control it. I could go into a night and say like, I'm going to be good. I'm only going to have like two drinks and then just wake up the next morning and like have no idea what happened. So that was my experience. And for me, it was, I started, I took my first drink, I think at like 15 and I feel really lucky that at 21, I like came out of a blackout one day and I just like realized that alcohol was the problem. I was always very quick to like defend alcohol because I didn't want to stop and I wanted it to be another issue. I wanted it to be like a quick fix thing that would allow me to still drink. Getting sober at 21 felt really scary. It's, you know, it was like when everything was supposed to start and I didn't think I'd stay sober for a long period of time. I kind of thought, I'll take a break and see what's going on and maybe I can return back to it. And was really lucky that I was able to go into a treatment program and and learn about addiction and learn that like there are just some people who the best way to describe it is like some people are just allergic to alcohol and like their body can't handle it. And that's just me and I'll never be able to handle it. And I got into the 12-step community and and found other young people getting sober. That part was really scary too. Like, who am I gonna hang out with? And right fell into this group of other young 20-somethings who weren't drinking. And, you know, we would hang out on the weekends. And as time went on, I, you know, I was able to go to Coachella and go to Vegas and like do all the things that a normal 20-something-year-old would do, just not drinking. And my life obviously got so much better. And I just learned like I didn't need... Personally, I didn't need alcohol to do a lot of that stuff. And, and I did end up meeting my husband. We had a kind of rocky up and down relationship in the beginning. But I met him when I had about a year sober. And in August, we'll be married five years. And it's great that I have a partner that doesn't drink. And sobriety is like a value that we share within our relationship. And and it's just, you know, I think it's like the overarching goes to show. My my mom would always say like, it's a blessing in disguise. This is a blessing in disguise. And, and I know if you're in the midst of a breakup or if you're like in the middle of something really crappy, hearing that is probably makes you nauseous. Because I know when someone said it's a blessing in disguise, I'm like, how do you know? But I just, I really do think like me looking back at getting sober, it was like so scary, so painful, but so much good stuff has come out of it. And it's the same thing with like a breakup. I just think as humans, like we're really motivated when we're in pain. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like, I was in a lot of pain when I got sober. So I did all these things I wouldn't normally do. I was in a lot of pain when I went through a breakup. So I signed myself up for therapy. I like did all this work. I talk about breakup guts. Like that's why you cut your hair. That's why you book a trip. That's like kind of harness that for good. I just think so much good can come out of breakups as well. And that's like another message that I really like sharing is I just think everything really is a blessing in disguise. Yeah, no, 100%. And I love that you said blessing in disguise because whenever you came to DC, actually, I had just gone through a breakup, which was like so weird. 
And I felt horrible because I was like, I know that you're off the clock, but like, I no, I talk love to you. I honestly, I love talking to people about breakups. So it's okay. never, whenever my friends come to me, I'm like, yes, let's talk Fuck about yes. it. Fuck yes, this is awesome. Yeah. This is what I do. I love it. Um, So that was like, honestly, a blessing in disguise for me. I got to see you. And then like, you gave me some really like tangible advice and it was really weird because being on the other side of a breakup, like actually wasn't easy. I think people are like, oh, if you're the one that's like breaking up with someone else, then like, it's just going to be easy. Like you're going to be fine. You can move on, whatever. I found it to be very stressful. Like I was like not eating all the time. Like my stress was just crazy. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of like, it can be bad on both sides, but yeah, I thought that was like super fun that like you happen to be there and like kind of talk to me through it. But I think that's like, since, you know, having this platform now, I do really like provide clarity on certain things. One of my big messages is like, it's not easy to end a relationship. I think so many people are like, oh, they ended it. They don't care. They forgot about me. They're not in pain. I'm struggling. And I've heard so many times, including when I've had to end relationships, I always wish that I was on the other side. There's a reason why a lot of times when someone wants to end a relationship, they don't and they just like completely grenade the relationship because they don't want to have to end it. It's hard ending a relationship. It takes a lot of thought. It's very stressful. You feel terrible about it. And then on top of that, it's expected that you're not allowed to grieve when really like that's not the case at all. So I think it's really important to know. And a lot of times too, when you end a relationship, it's your hand is forced to do it. Like you don't want to do it. You wish the circumstances were different, but like for the good of everybody, for your mental well-being, for your peace of mind, like you have to end the relationship. Yeah. 100%. I think there's just like a huge factor of guilt that's associated with it. And I think like sometimes like guilt can look almost like you're heartbroken. You know, it's like the symptoms are almost similar. But anyway, speaking of like breakups, relationships, whatever, Valentine's Day is actually the day that this will be posted. So happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I want to ask you if you could give the audience some advice on like just kind of coping through this day, whether they're like alone, Mm -hmm. spending it by themselves or maybe they just got out of a tough relationship and you know yeah. they're going through a tough breakup like what's some advice that you could give to them i think this can apply to valentine's day this can apply to there are going to be a lot of hard days following a breakup your birthday your ex's birthday your ex the anniversary that your would have been anniversary date there are definitely days that are just hard i th- i tell people today can just be tuesday i recommend staying off social media just because it's going to be nauseating seeing everyone post sappy posts about their partners. So doing whatever you can to protect your peace today. I also, this is the day to go treat yourself to something that will both be like nurturing, but also distracting. So it could be a massage. It could be, as the great Miley Cyrus says, you can buy yourself <laughs> flowers. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I love that. That's amazing. It's like, you can take that energy of, you know, feeling alone and have a girl's night. As someone who's married, I don't, we don't even celebrate Valentine's Day. So if a friend was like, do you want to get together on Valentine's Day? I'd be like, yeah, for sure. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, ask for help. Ask your friends, hey, can you guys come over? If that's what you're, you know, feel like you're needing. But it's kind of just a day of like, allow yourself to feel sad about it, but then do what feels good. Like do what you know will make you feel good. Listen to not 
happy music, listen, you know, listen to something upbeat, put on a podcast instead of the radio. I mean, no one listens to the radio anymore, but like put on a podcast instead of, you know, music because music's going to make you feel more emotional. Right. And also like, I just recommend if it's going to be a hard day, plan, plan your day. And I don't care if the plan is like, okay, I'm going to go to work. When I get home, I'm going to DoorDash Thai food because that's my favorite. And then after that, I'm going to watch Parks and Rec. I'm going to watch something funny. The more time that you have not doing anything, I can guarantee you're going to spend it obsessing about your ex and about the breakup. So as as much as you can fill your time, and it doesn't need to be extravagant, just as much as you can like have your time kind of scheduled, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, just do the things that make you feel good. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So for those of you that don't know, I own a social media coaching business and her name is Content Confidant, where I teach women how to build digital brands from the ground up. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur or wannabe content creator, she's the girl for you. She's going to hold your hand and walk you through the whole process. I recently launched my new accelerated six-week boot camp where I personally coach you one-on-one on how to build a freedom lifestyle from scratch. All you have to do is head to the show notes and book your first free discovery call. And the first six people who sign up will redeem 15% off the entire program. Again, all you have to do is head to our show notes, tap on the link, book a free 20-minute discovery call with me to talk about all of your business needs, And then the first six people who sign up will get 15% off. Can't wait. I kind of want to go back to something that you said at the beginning. And you mentioned like, it's going to be hard regardless. And there's going to be certain dates and holidays that are going to bring up some emotions for you. I know Nick Vial has a book called like, (laughs) don't text your ex on their birthday. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? It's so funny. People are like, he stole your name. Cause literally like that. I always joke that like, I want to put that question in my bio because that's like the most commonly asked question I get is like, should I text my ex happy birthday? It's like, you would be shocked at how many times I'm, I'm asked that question. I think people just know it now. Cause it's like just such a thing about me is that I'm like, don't text your ex on their birthday. But I'm like, Nick should at least have me on his podcast of how much I talk about that. Um, (laughs) Get her on there. (laughs) Don't text your ex on their birthday. That's a huge one. And it's funny because I like the best way I can describe it is the last breakup I went through happened to be two weeks before my ex's birthday. And I wanted to read. I get why you want to reach out. We can rationalize it and like, it's the right thing to do. I still care for this person. But like... I think a lot of us just want to have an excuse to reach out if we're being honest with ourselves. So I was doing the thing where I was asking all of my friends their advice because I was just... I just needed one person to tell me it was okay. You know, when you do that, you just like look you for just someone want, to... You want the answer that you want to hear. You just want one person to co-sign because that's all you need. So I was doing that. I was like going around and um, I actually happened to be talking to a guy friend of mine and I was like, should I text him on his birthday? And he was like, no. He's like, Kendra, what's like the only reply you would be happy with hearing? And I was like, I miss you. I made a mistake. I love you. I've been thinking about you for for weeks. Like all the things that I wanted to hear. And he was like, yeah, of course. And he's like, what do you think he's going to say to you back? And I was like, thanks, probably. Like that's probably what he'll say if he replies at all. And he's like, how do you think that's going to make you feel? And I'm like, really shitty like super shitty. And he's like, that's why you should not send it. It's just, and I, it like clicked so clearly for me. I was like, 
yeah, of course, you know, and it's, it's not rude to not send the text. He's like, he's going to know you're thinking about him on his birthday. So it's like, you don't need to reaffirm that for him. But yeah, that's why it's, it's all a matter of expectations. And that goes, I think for anything with like contacting your ex, it's just never going to line up with your expectations and just going to make you feel worse. Yeah. What about like being friends with your ex? Like, do you think that that's possible? I don't. I know there are people who do think it's possible. I just I just don't think it's possible to like turn off your feelings for someone that right. quickly. I think if you're going to be friends with your ex, it's because well I have I did this video of like three reasons why exes stay friends. The first one is you're just hoping that they're going to change their mind and you're just mm-hmm. hoping like if I stay in front of you, if I'm like near you, you're going to realize that you made a mistake and that you want to be with me. And then, you know, I think a lot of times people ask to be friends with the person they're breaking up with because they don't want to lose the companionship, but they don't want the commitment. Yeah. So you're just like allowing them to like have their cake and eat it too, kind of a thing. So I don't think you should be friends with exes because, and I think sometimes people say like, I'm breaking up with you, but I still want to be friends. I think they're doing it because they don't want to, they, they're trying to like soften the blow of the breakup. Right. Yeah. 100%. So you have to picture if you're going to be friends with your ex, there's going to be a time when they're going to go on a date. And if you're friends with them, you have to be okay with them telling you about it. And yeah. are you like, I had a coaching client that's like, the only reason I'd be friends with an ex is if they sent me a wedding invitation and I'd be happy for them. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually got a really funny text. Like speaking of holidays and dates, I had ended it with this guy because he just like was not it. Like just very toxic. And he texted me on Halloween and said, (laughs) happy Halloween. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) I've never heard of anybody like trying to like reach out on Halloween. I was like, is this like some sort of monumental date for you? Like, I I was just like, he's like, I can't wait till Thanksgiving. So we just, what's the next holiday? It's Halloween. I was like bragging yeah. up. That was like the first time I'd ever heard somebody doing that. So you're like, this is a very scary text. So it was very scary. Very um, spooky in line with Halloween. Yeah. So I kind of want to move into some of the audience questions. Yeah. Because there was a lot of questions. And I know that you are constantly getting DMs. And I feel like this is a really good time for you to address, you know, some of those frequently asked questions. So uh, this person asked, if a guy says he wants to see where things go after dating for two months, and then she put in like parentheses, like no sex, what do I do? This is a tough one. So I tend to like, if it's been a couple months, like I'd say it's probably not going to go somewhere. I mean, the fact that there's no sex involved would make me maybe question that a little bit. And maybe like this person just really is very timid on relationship stuff. But I don't know, anytime I've been with someone who has said that to me, I know in my gut that like they're not going to change their mind. I think the big thing is, do you feel comfortable bringing it up to them? Like, hey, where do we see this going? Like, do you eventually want a relationship? Not even with me, but like, are you looking for a relationship? I think if it's easy to bring it up and they don't get defensive and they're not, they're not like, just don't rush it. Like we have a good thing going. Like if they're very like invalidating of that kind of stuff, I'd say get the heck out. Um, But if it's something where it's like frequently brought up and he is expressing his feelings around it, then it might be okay. But it's kind of a case-by-case basis. But trust your gut. I'd Honestly, I'd say if you're reaching out on an Instagram thing, it's you probably know in your gut it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. And sexual chemistry is important for me. I would want somebody that like that was... 
I don't know if that's important for this person, but like, that's important for me. I would be like, okay, like maybe this is time to have a discussion around. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like, I think ease of communication is really important. Yeah. I think people are really scared to say what's on their mind. And I've found that that's kind of your superpower because you can either just immediately tell like people's reactions to like what you're asking or you can just like, you know, if they don't get the answer that you want, you move on and that's... It's better to know now. Other things. It's so much better to know now than you can say like, peace, this isn't going to work. I spent so long like being afraid to like define the relationship and things like that. But I got to a place where I was like, fuck it. Like, I can't waste any more time here. Like, are you looking for a relationship? Not with me, but are you looking for a relationship? Yes or no? No? Okay, cool. No harm, no foul. We're done here. I think we're so afraid to be like too needy or too pushy, but there's a way to communicate that that's not either of those ways. And the only person that will make you feel needy about it is someone who can't meet your needs. Right. Exactly. You'll like know your answer if it's somebody that's reacting in that manner. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Another question. What are some important conversations to have before deciding to get married? Ooh, great question. I think like the biggest ones are, I mean, do you want to have kids? Yes or no? I think that's like a really important one. How are you going to handle finances? I think that's another really important one. I had like a mentor really tell me that like, obviously relationships like are sexy and they're like very fun and all those things. But like when it comes down to a marriage, like you really think about it as a business partnership. So it's like, what are some questions you would ask like someone you're getting into business with? Because that's what you're doing. You're like legally combining your lives. You're combining your finances. So asking those those kinds of questions, knowing how someone's going to handle a hard situation, I think that can, you know, that can really happen. And also being with someone long enough where like, when I interviewed Dr. Eamon, he talked about like the cocaine stage of a relationship. Like relationships do bring the same thing that like doing a line of cocaine does. And you have to make sure that you get, you are comfortable in the relationship once that's over, because there are going to be times where the relationship feels kind of boring. And there are going to be times where like, you know, as someone who has a new baby, there are times where like the relationship, you just kind of feel like roommates for a little while. And that's gonna that has to be okay. So I think just learning, learning those things are really important. Yeah. I always have been told this. Do you feel like love is a choice? After that, like initial cocaine high yeah. stage, it's like, okay, I'm choosing you. Like you're my human type of thing. I think um, it's really interesting. I've had a lot of conversations with my friends. You know, I have like a group of friends. We all had kids around the same time. And we've said like, we really wish there was more out there about how difficult relationships can be when you bring a kid into it because we don't talk about how hard marriage can be. And we don't talk about how hard relationships can be on social media. All we see are like these grand gestures and these like really sappy posts. And so when you start feeling like, is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with my relationship? Because I don't feel a lot of these same ways. So I think there needs to be like a lot more communication in the media, on social media about how relationships go through good times and bad times. Like Michelle Obama did this great video that me and my friends all sent around of like how she like did not like Barack for like five years after they had kids. Oh, she's wow. like, I loved him and I respected him, but she's like, I didn't really like him that much. I'm going to go watch that. That's it's really good. Yeah, it's wow. really good. And I was like, oh my God, thank God someone talks about this. I do think it's a choice. And I think a lot of the times breakups... It's funny, like if you were to ask me why most breakups happen, I will tell you it's mostly incompatibilities. And people will say like, well, no, it has to be something more than that. But typically it's like, there's 
and ambition level incompatibility. There's literally just like, I mean, this sounds so weird, but like a vibe incompatibility. Like we all have different, I love the word vibe to just describe it. We all have different like energy levels, how we like to handle social situations. Like what happens is there's just like an incompatibility in one of those things. It's not like a bit, like most relationships don't end in like fireworks with cheating or something like super scandalous. It's really just like two people are both growing and they happen to grow apart. Yeah, 100%. Another really great creator who is really transparent about like pregnancy and motherhood and like just being in a relationship and being married with kids is Lily Scott. She was actually on the podcast. Oh, um, I need to follow her. She's amazing. She's like really big on TikTok and like she is super vulnerable. And I love that she shares those things because I feel like I never see stuff like that, like you mentioned. Yeah, it's it's hard. And I and I do think like, I don't know. And because in some ways, I think the fact that like breakups have increased is good in some mm-hmm. ways. But I also think there is some level of like, we do have an unrealistic expectation of what a relationship is supposed to feel like all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this twofold thing. Like, I'm so glad people aren't staying in relationships that aren't serving them anymore. And it's like, obviously great that like women have so much more you know, we can say like, I don't need to be with you. Like, I don't need, I don't need to be with you so I can end it if it's not going well. So it's hard. It's like this kind of balance that we have to figure out. I feel like for the longest time, especially whenever I was younger, I thought that like the struggle love was like the most like passionate, like real love. Yeah. And I think we're like taught that by movies that we watch and like books that we read. And I think it's a really warped perception of how relationships actually are. A thousand percent. I was at, I had two coaching calls this week and they were both talking about like, why was I not worth fighting for? And I was like, I hate that thing of like fighting for it. Yes, there is work involved in keeping up a relationship. But this idea that like, if someone loves you, they should like show up to your house, throw something at your window and like, have you come out? Like that's the movies. It's just... I don't know. It's not... We're too scared. People are too scared. Nobody's going to do that. (laughs) No one's... Yeah, that just doesn't happen. And like, I don't like the idea of having to like fight for someone to love you. And even like when someone is going through a breakup, there is this temptation to like reach out and kind of state your case of like, this is why you should still be with me. First of all, even if they did take you back after that, you would feel really insecure in the relationship because they already ended it one time. And like, you would feel very insecure being in a relationship where they can't just see that worth in you. So it's tough. I had this girl reach out to me on Instagram recently and it made me so sad. She sent me like this guy she's dating's profile and said, hey, like, I know this is kind of weird, but like this guy I'm dating is following you and he's like following a bunch of other girls. Like, has he tried to DM you? And I was like trying to be like super nice and like respectful and obviously just like support her. Like, I think it's important to support women and, you know, make sure that like these guys aren't screwing us over. But it made me sad that like there was like some insecurity in that relationship that like led her to believe that like maybe he wasn't being completely truthful and honest or was messaging other girls. So I think it's like, if you even have to ask yourself those questions, maybe he's not the one or maybe it's bringing the side of you out that like you don't even want to have or want to be. So yeah, I think we forget a lot about that in relationships of like, we make these lists of like what we want in a partner, but we sometimes neglect to uh, like really take a look at how we want to feel within a relationship. It's like, I want to feel safe. I want to feel secure. I want to feel like I can be myself. I don't want to feel like I have to shrink at all. I think that's like 
a huge thing. But even this idea of like investigating either within a relationship or after a breakup, like I can't tell you how many times it's like, I see my exes like commenting on all these girls' photos and like, what does that mean about me? And it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything about you. But like, if you look, you're gonna make it mean something about you. Social media can be such a hard thing to navigate when you're going through a breakup. 100%. And now that there's like dating apps and stuff, I don't know if you feel this way, but I almost feel like there's some people out there that look at it as disposable dating. So for example, like if somebody doesn't meet like X, Y, and Z on like the first couple of dates, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll just like move on to the next person. Do you feel like that's causing like some sort of like epidemic within dating? I mean, I feel very lucky. I never really had to like go through the apps. Like I did a little bit, but from what I hear from people, it's it's not like a fun thing to navigate. It's really stressful. It's hard. I think we get like very overwhelmed on on apps. And especially when someone is coming out of a breakup, especially if they're trying to do it too early, that's like a big thing. They'll go on there, they'll see all these people, but they'll be like, none of them are my ex. And that means that like, I'm supposed to be with my ex and I'm never going to find someone else. And it's like, we just get on these spirals of like, I'm never going to find someone else. My ex was my soulmate. They're the only person I'm meant to be with. And so then they get like really deep depression around that kind of stuff. So I think dating apps can be scary in that way. I interviewed Logan Yuri, who's like, she's with Hinge. And she was saying that like, we really should be giving dates like more chances. I mean, obviously if someone's like a total dick, don't go on another date with them. But like, I think we expect this like really instant chemistry and like this instant connection. You like instantly want to kiss them and there's like instant fireworks. And that's not typically like a kind of love that will sustain itself anyway. So I do think needing... And I'm guilty of this too. I was in a really toxic relationship for three years and being in a healthy relationship after that felt so boring. And it was like, this this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't want to constantly like rip your clothes off. But then I'm like, no, that's really toxic. You know, like (laughs) the reason we would do that is because we would get in these screaming fights and then come back together. And it was like this hot and heavy thing. And that was not healthy, you know? So I think like redefining that is helpful. I think that's like really good advice because I know a lot of friends and even including myself, people that I've gone on dates with, the first date was always like, not it, you know? It's always then, uncomfortable. I mean, for the yeah, most, it's just it's awkward. always uncomfortable. Yeah. Cringy. Yeah. Like you're like, I mean, like anyone can tell who a first date is in a restaurant, you know, like we can point that out because there's weird energy around it. I don't know if you've gone, like I call them like first girl dates when you like ask a new friend to go to coffee. Like, oh, yeah. those are awkward too. Yeah. It's just awkward meeting new people sometimes. I'm almost like more observant of like what's going on around me. I'm like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm like just meeting yeah. this person or like this is our first date or like this is the first time we're like getting coffee. Like, it's just, it's so funny because yeah, yeah there's like a weird energy. That's, yeah. so, that's such a good point. So I kind of want to move on to another question. Yeah. So this one's really interesting because I think this is kind of like a core value type question, but I'm interested to like hear your thoughts on it. So somebody asked, is moving in before marriage good or bad? Ooh, interesting. I think it's good personally. I think you learn a lot about someone living with them. However, I do know that like I have friends that felt very strongly about not moving until they were engaged. And it's whether it's like religious or just like the thing you kind of grew up with, I think that's fine. But I do think it's like way better to move in with someone because 
I think, honestly, this is the biggest thing I think you learn learning how to live with them. You learn how to get space without them. Because I think that's really important when you go, when you're in a relationship, it's really important to define how you can live in the same place, but also get space from one another. I think that's a really important thing you learn when you live together of like, because when you first move in with someone like, you're like, yes, this is like a over every night. It's so fun. We're like, stay up late talking. And then you like burn out on that pretty quickly. So it's important to learn like, okay, I have my girl nights. You have your guy nights. You have nights where you go work out. I have mornings where I go work out, like kind of learning how to navigate that. Yeah. Like having your own space at yeah. the same time. I think that's important. And like having your own routine. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've never lived with a partner, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think big. <laughs> you definitely learn a lot about the person when you live with them. Yeah. So my mom has been in a relationship for with her partner for like 17 years and they're not married, but they like have learned how to like live together in harmony. And I think it took a little bit because we actually moved right after Hurricane Katrina and we all had had to live with each other. It was like kind of one yeah. of those things where like there was no other option. Like New Orleans was like completely a bust at the time. Like you couldn't really even go back into the city. So I like even saw that as a young kid, like that whole transition. And I was just thinking like, I absolutely have to like live with my partner like before we're ever married because like I saw how like tough that transition was at such a young age. So that's something that like I've always tried to like want to prioritize in the future. Yeah, I just think like, I mean, we can never like control whether or not a relationship's going to end. Like sometimes breakups just happen and it's obviously really unfortunate, but I think anything you can account for that will prevent a future breakup. And I think the biggest thing is just like really getting to know each other and how you handle different situations. I think that's really important. So I think learn like living together and learning how to live together is a big element of that. 100%. I've had a lot of friends that have like ended up breaking up after living together too. So yeah. it might be like a telltale sign. It's hey, better to I do it then. This person. Yeah. yeah, it's better to do it then than like after you have to go through like a nasty divorce or something after getting married. Oh, agreed. Okay, last question. How do you know if they're the one? Hmm. Well, okay. I want to say it's so funny. I've like really evolved my thinking around the term the one and soulmate. So I like called my husband, my soulmate in our wedding vows, but I've really changed my thoughts around that just because I think we have different soulmates in different seasons and also like in different forms of relationships. Like I've had friends that like have been the exact friend I needed at the time and like was totally a soulmate to me. I'm just always cautious of saying soulmate because if you're coming out of a breakup with someone who you thought was your soulmate, you feel like you're done finding love. And like, I just think you're never done finding love. So either you can think about it as like, there's multiple ones in your life or there's multiple soulmates in your life, or you can just say like, there's, you know, that thing doesn't need to exist. But to the question, how do you know if they're the one? I think this is like a very personal thing for each person. For me, I know it was like, I know he saw me for who I was. I think that's really important. He obviously knew everything about me. I think if, sometimes people glamorize people in relationships. Like they like create this image of like the yeah. person that they want to end up with. And they like almost reflect that onto like a particular person, even if that's yes. not who they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting because my my husband and I actually broke up for a period of time and I dated someone in between. And I'm like... I'm a very energetic person. Like that's always been how I've been described as like, I'm super enthusiastic. And like, I was dating someone when Luke and I were apart and I 
I remember saying like, oh, wouldn't you say I'm really energetic? And they were like, I wouldn't necessarily describe you as that. And I was like, you are not the right person for me. When my husband can describe me, it's like exactly how I want to be described. Like he just, you know, knows me in in such an important way. I feel so safe with him. Safety, I think, is like a really big thing, especially as someone who had anxious attachment style for like my whole life. I'm not questioning like where he is or if, you know, I just know I feel very safe within the relationship. You know, and then there's like, we have fun together. We have a lot of the same values. Like we are on like a parenting journey together. I think that's, I feel very aligned with him on that. But yeah, I think it's like just a deep knowing and safety. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so... I want to wrap this up by talking about the iconic breakups and the iconic love stories that people submitted. So I'm just going to read one of the iconic breakups. And this one is absolutely hilarious. Okay. I was like so shook whenever I read this. I get the craziest stories. So I'm excited to hear it. I need this to like, I need to know who this is. And I asked, but like she wouldn't tell me. (laughs) And that just like goes to show how like curious I am about like everything. Okay. Hooked up with this guy in St. Bart's after a night out. We started talking. He didn't tell me his real name. And a couple weeks later on Instagram, I'm exploring the Discover page, only to find out he is one of the best players in the NFL. (laughs) I know nothing about football. Started to research him, and it turns out he had a wife. Dumped him as he was trying to explain to me he is married for appearances. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like I need to like submit that to do more. (laughs) Yes. No, I want to know who that is. A thousand percent. Wow. I mean, first of all, good for the girl because some people would just continue to date that person. Yeah. Like for like the perks or like the status. Totally. Or Or just say, I honestly think sometimes people have like, and honestly, I've, I'm not happy to say this, but like, I've been that person in the past, but like, I think sometimes people have such low self-esteem that like being with someone who's in a relationship feels like, oh, I must be that good that like they're going outside of their relationship for that. So I would say that girl definitely has a good sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Yeah, 100%. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, go off, girl. That's amazing. And like, okay, this brings like another question because people ask me this. Should I tell the wife or like, should, you know, when someone, when someone's cheated on and then the guy goes to the person that they're cheating with, should I tell the girl that he did cheat? And I always say like, do not get involved. It's just like, Honestly, most of the time you're going to tell the wife and she'll be like, she'll probably already know. And you'll either like become the enemy or just like, you'll feel like you're being like gaslit into something. I just say like, never get involved in the mess. No, I agree. Like, it's just like not worth it. It's, yeah. Because it's not your mess, you know? Like you just have It's not your like, mess. You should try to exit in the middle mess. of it. Yeah. yeah. Get yourself yeah. out of the mess. You don't need to like keep diving back into it. No, agreed. I I have the same like ideology about that. Okay. So I want to end it on an iconic love story. This is like the like cutest thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. And I was just like gushing afterwards. So somebody submitted, met a guy who lives in Nashville while we were both on vacation in Rosemary Beach, Florida. I was there for a bachelorette trip. He was visiting his dad. I went on a 6 a.m. run by myself and it started raining. I found shelter under some umbrellas at a closed restaurant. And then he did too. He was also running. He approached me while sitting at an empty table and we started chatting. Once the coffee shop next door opened, he bought me a coffee and we chatted for hours. He ended up meeting me at the batch trip with the girls that night. This was six months ago and we have been visiting each other every month since. 
Oh, that's really sweet. I love I know. And this, this is a great goes to show moment because people will be like, people will really close themselves off to meeting people, especially if you don't, like, don't want to go online. But like, yeah, you just and also ne- like in different places. Because it's yeah, like, oh, you just never know. You never know. Like I have a really good friend who met her husband on an airplane. They just like both happen to be sitting next to each other. It's just, you like never know. The worst thing you could ever do is shut yourself off to the possibility of finding someone or like ending up in a great relationship. And you just never know when you could meet someone. Yeah. And I think like meeting people organically is so amazing. And I think going back to social media and just all that conversation that we've had, I feel like sometimes we put up a wall with our phones, like whenever we're like out and about. Yeah. Whenever we could really be making like an intentional connection with somebody. So I think it's great that like he ended up like going up to her and was like, hey, like what is so cute. I know. That's so cute. We need an update on that one in another six months. I asked her to send me photos and she did. So oh, cute. I know. Yes. Send to, me I'll the photos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Kendra. Thank you so much for coming on. Please share with the audience like how they can stay in touch and be friends and all the amazing things that you have going on with Breakup Bestie and courses, all that. I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm at your breakup bestie. I also have my podcast, which is the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And since this is coming out on Valentine's Day, Till tomorrow, all of my course bundles on sale for 50% off. I always like to do a really big sale for Valentine's Day to help make the day a little easier. So you can find that on my Instagram. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. It's so nice getting to chat with you as always. Thank you so much for having me. Such an informative episode. Thank you. I'm so excited for your podcast too. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. So for those of you that don't know... I own a social media coaching business and her name is Content Confidant, where I teach women how to build digital brands from the ground up. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur or wannabe content creator, she's the girl for you. She's gonna hold your hand and walk you through the whole process. I recently launched my new accelerated six-week bootcamp where I personally coach you one-on-one on how to build a freedom lifestyle from scratch. All you have to do is head to the show notes and book your first free discovery call. And the first six people who sign up will redeem 15% off the entire program. Again, all you have to do is head to our show notes, tap on the link, book a free 20-minute discovery call with me to talk about all of your business needs. And then the first six people who sign up will get 15% off. Can't wait.